Well, we're going to continue today uh, with the word that we started last week, which is talking about the authority to establish, establish God's kingdom on earth. And we spoke a lot about this, and if you missed that message, very important that you get back to it. It's available on, uh, on, on the YouTube uh, channel, uh, our YouTube channel. You can go and watch the message and make sure you get what was spoken last week. I'm going to pick up from there. And last week, I stopped, uh, and I said to you when I stopped uh, uh, that I want to encourage you as a believer in Christ to begin to speak the name of Jesus over your problems. Now, strangely enough and amazingly enough, the last song of worship was all about the name of Jesus. Amen? So you cannot, you cannot separate the name of Jesus from the authority. You can't separate the two. They, the two of them go hand in hand. And then I, I, I left you with this uh, thought last week. I said, whenever you experience trials, hindrances, difficulties, difficulties that seem to stay, mountains that don't seem to move, proclaim the name of Jesus over the circumstances and believe for results. Amen. So I'm going to pick up from there. So once you've done that, once you've spoken the name of Jesus, then the next thing you've got to do is dislodge the demonic force that's behind this affliction. Remember, last week we spoke about this, having to dislodge the occupants. Amen? And, and I spoke a lot about the gift of discerning of spirits so that you can figure out what's behind this affliction. Amen? And so once you... You've spoken the name of Jesus, then you've got to dislodge those demonic forces that's behind this affliction or oppression in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, many years ago, the young generation will probably not remember that song, but we used to sing this song, and it says, In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. When we stand on the name of Jesus, tell me who can stand before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have a victory. We used to sing this quite regularly, and this song has become old, so it's no longer in, in the churches today. But the words of that song still remain. If you want to flow in the authority that you have, you've got to flow, you've got to use, sorry, the name of Jesus powerful name of Jesus. Now, there is a call on the end time church, which I believe is the one we're living in right now. There is a call to step into new dimensions of divine authority. The church has gone for too long. When I church call about the church, I'm talking of the church universal. We have seen pockets of ministries that flow deeply in the authority of the name of Jesus. But in general, the church have been very passive when it comes to this. The church have been satisfied with coming to church, listening to a good sermon and that kind of thing. But when it comes to operating in the authority, then the church has in the main been very, very passive. You see, the church is not there just to be nice people. In a world of corruption and violence and lawlessness and deception and all of this. We're not meant to just be nice people. 
It's there to move in the authority of Almighty God himself in order to establish his kingdom on earth. And so there is a combination here. Of course, we are to be nice people. The church is not meant to be, you know, terrible, bad, violent, angry people. We meant to display the love of Christ. We, we meant to display this thing. Yes, great is mercy and his grace and all of that, his gentleness. But at the same time, we are also meant to move in his power in order to establish his kingdom on earth. Now, Jesus, if you watch his ministry, he exercised authority over almost everything. Amen? He exercised authority over death. And people came back to life. He raised people from the dead. Amen? He exercised authority over sickness. That was probably the major part of his ministry. He exercised authority over disease. And many, many people were miraculously healed. In fact, the Bible said he healed all who came to him. Amen? He exercised authority over the forces of nature. Storms and winds instantly calmed down. He exercised authority over physical laws. In other words, like, for example, when he walked on water, he exercised authority over physical laws. He exercised authority over demons and devils and oppressed and, uh, and, oppressed and possessed people were instantly set free because he exercised authority over these demonic forces. And so these de demons had to leave these people and we could go on and on. When you watch the ministry of Jesus, he exercised his authority over almost anything. And as I said to you last week, he then said, all authority been given to me on heaven and on earth, therefore go. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to us today. His disciples in 2021. Therefore go. Go to do what? Well, go and exercise the same authority. To do what? To establish his kingdom on earth. That's the call on the church. This is what Jesus said regarding the church in John 14 verse 12. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do. What works is Jesus talking about? His ministry. And greater, greater works than these, he will do. Because I go to my father. What he's saying is, I'm going to my father, I'm going to empower you. From there on, you will do the same works that I've done, even greater works. Hallelujah. So what he was saying is that especially after the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is given to the church, which happened at Pentecost, the church will walk in the same authority that he did and sometimes do even greater works that, than Jesus did during his ministry in the earth. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel a little challenged. Aren't you? I feel a little challenged. Let me ask you this question. When last did you pray for a sick person and believe God to heal them? When last did you cast out the devil? I'm not going to ask the question, when last did you raise somebody from the dead? Amen. It's challenging, church. 
We've been too comfortable for too long. It's time to flow in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's in you. The only reason you're not flowing in it is, number one, because you don't believe you have it, because you haven't convinced yourself, you haven't truly accepted that fact. And secondly, you buried it. You're not using it. You know, you know one thing I found in my ministry? The more I use it, the more excited I am to use it. The more I use it, the more I see more and more results. At first, you know, when you begin to flow, sometimes the results are not always there. But if you persevere, remember perseverance brings results. If you persevere, if you do not give up, in due season the Bible says you shall reap. Amen. So I want to encourage you, don't give up. Begin small, begin, just step out there. Even if you don't see the results right now, keep going. Use the authority that God has given you to establish his kingdom on earth. Amen. So this scripture um, that we just read is a tall order. And today's church is nowhere near that target of doing even greater works than what Jesus did. You know what Jesus was saying? He's saying, listen, I've showed you what can be done. I can tell you right now, you can do even more than that. But you know what? We're not even trying to do what Jesus did. In the main, the church is passive when it comes to establishing the kingdom of God. Church is passive. The church in general thinks about me and God, God and me, and that's it. I don't care about the rest. Well, that is not scripture. That's not the Bible. That's not what Jesus had in mind when he established this church and he said, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is God, Jesus never expected the church to sit on their blessed assurance and do nothing. He expected his church to be out there making an impact for his kingdom, destroying the works of darkness, establishing the kingdom of God. So, if you have been passive as a Christian, not doing much for God, just coming to church, you know, that kind of thing, going home, not doing much more, it doesn't mean that you have to remain there. And I want to tell you, don't remain there. You know, the joy of serving God is to see supernatural results out of your ministry. Without that, Eventually, church can become boring. That's people move from church to church because they get bored eventually. And they always blame the pastor. But let me tell you, no, don't blame the pastor. Look at yourself. If you were doing something for God, if you were active for God, you will not get bored in church. I promise you. It's time for the church to begin to arise. Get rid of useless, passive religion and believe that it has divine authority and begin to walk in the fullness of that authority that God intends his people to have. You know, when the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ, that's Paul, the apostle, he writes that. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's talking about walking in dominion 
and authority in this life. In this life. Let me say, let me ask you a question. If you don't walk in the authority and dominion that has been restored back to you in this life, then when are you going to walk in dominion and authority? When you get to heaven? No, it's not going to be needed. You won't need to walk in dominion and authority there. It has to happen here, in this world. So Paul is saying, I can overcome every trial, every difficulty, if I exercise the authority that I have. I can cast out every demonic stronghold that is trying to control my life and the life of those who God sends my way, who want to be delivered. Amen? I can overcome the afflictions of the enemy, such as sicknesses and diseases, and come out victorious in my own life, but also in those that God sends my way. In other words, in my sphere of influence. We need to begin with our own lives, people of God. What affliction are you experiencing out there? Don't call on the pastor. It's time for you to say, I'm going to take authority and walk in the authority and command this affliction to leave me. Begin there. But don't give up if it doesn't happen in a day or two. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. You know, sometimes we don't know the timing of God. But the Bible says in due season you shall reap if you do not give up. Can you say amen to that? I remember praying for my brother-in-law. I've shared this testimony before. It took 20 years. He didn't want to believe. He used to mock church and pastors and priests and whoever. And we prayed for him for 20 years. And one day he was in the clinic all by himself in a bed. He was recovering from a terrible thing that happened to him. And he heard the audible voice of God. By himself he got saved. God ministered to him. It took 20 years. Sometimes we give up too quickly. We don't persevere. Remember this, perseverance brings results. Don't give up. Keep going. You will see the results. Amen. So we need to begin with our own lives, our own circumstances, and learn, learn to walk in the victory that Christ has given us. Christ had complete personal victory in his life. Complete. There was not an area of Christ's life where he didn't walk in absolute victory. People will look, but what about the cross? They killed him. Well, because they didn't actually kill him. He laid down his life. That's what the Bible says. He challenged Pilate. He said, you couldn't do to me unless you were given permission to do that. You couldn't do it. Christ knew his calling. So he surrendered to that calling. That's the only reason they nailed him to the cross. He walked in total victory. And once we learn to overcome the enemy in our own lives, we will become much more confident to minister to others within the authority that Jesus has given us. You know, I love the seven habits of highly effective people. It's written by a guy called Stephen Covey. It's one of the most amazing books I've ever read. One of the things he says there, get private victory first before looking for public victory. 
In other words, learn to overcome your own personal lives when nobody is watching. You know, there's no such thing, by the way, but nobody is watching. We think nobody is watching because there's no human being around. But God is watching. Don't forget that. Amen. And that's quite a frightening thought sometimes. And we forget God is watching. And he says, learn to get private victory first. Get victory in your own personal lives. Get victory over the things that you're struggling with. Get victory over these. And when you've managed to get victory in your per personal lives, you will get victory over in, in, your, in the public domain, in other people's lives. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says this. These are the words of Jesus. He says, behold, he was sending his disciples out. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all. If you're watching this, say this word with me. All. The power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, not many people have this testimony. I can tell you that now. And the reason is because they are not developing the authority that they have, using it, understanding how it works, and, and experiencing victory. So Jesus walked in that authority, and he commissions his church to represent him in the earth with that same authority. The church, that's you and I, is meant to rule and reign in this life. And to walk in dominion over negative circumstances. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says this. Much more those who receive abundance of grace. Who are these? It's the people of God. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Who is this? The same people of God. Will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. We are meant to reign church. We are kings. The Bible says we are kings and priests of the most high God. As kings we are meant to reign. We meant to rule over, over what? Over demonic forces, over negative circumstances, over sickness, disease, poverty, and I can go on and on. Discouragement, dis depression, all of these things. The church is meant to demonstrate the kingdom of God at work in everyday life. I can tell you, church, we know we're there, but I want to encourage you to get there. Begin where you can. Say to yourself, I will no longer, I won't have one more day without victory in my life. A defeated church is not quite what Jesus had in mind. Come on, church. He didn't have that in mind. He modeled through his own life what the church should be like. A powerful church establishing the kingdom of God in the earth, dislodging the works of darkness that are so entrenched in this world and it's getting even worse. But to do that, we need to understand who we are and what has been entrusted to us by Jesus himself. Behold, I give you authority. Therefore, go. Divine authority against the works of darkness. I want to encourage you to start straight away. Refuse to give place to things like discouragement, depression, fear, low self-image, sickness, poverty, any kind of curse. Don't receive it. You don't have to. Why let the curse operate in your life when you can be victorious over it? When you pray, pray with authority. You know, people sometimes 
they pray. It's lovely, but it's so humble. You know, it's almost like, oh, Lord, please, if it's your will, you know, deliver me from this sickness. But maybe if it's not your will, let me burn, bear my burden. Listen, you're never going to have victory like this. You've got to realize Jesus paid the price for you. You have a victory over sickness. This is, you need to step in there with authority, like a king. And command that thing to go. Declare the name of Jesus over your life, your children, your finances, as we said early on, your health. Command the abundant life that Jesus promised to come your way with the authority that Jesus has given you. Speak victory over every aspect of your life. Don't place your eyes over your circumstances, but declare the promises of God with authority. Put your faith in the promise. And your life will never be the same again. Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 and 2 says this. It says, arise and shine, for your light has come. Glory to God. Your light has come. Jesus, <laughs> and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Jesus, glory of God. We, be, we, we beheld his glory. The book of John chapter 1. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. And we're seeing this happening in an unprecedented way right now. And deep darkness cover the people. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. How is the glory of God seen upon me? How is the glory of God seen upon you? It's when we demonstrate the kingdom of God. We just don't talk about it. We demonstrate it through our actions, through, through, through being active for Jesus. These same words that were spoken over the children of Israel in this particular Azar 60, that scripture, through the prophet Azar, are echoed, echoed to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Arise, shine. Arise. Let the glory of the Lord come upon you. I want to leave you with these thoughts. Let the kingdom of God be established in you and through your life. And let the works of darkness be destroyed as you and I, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, rises in its authority. Come on, church. Can you say amen to that? It is time. It is time for the light to shine in the darkness. It is time for the darkness to be dispersed. It is time for the, for the world to notice something about the church. You know what the world notices about the church at this point in time? They see them as a bunch of losers. The world out there mocks the church. They see them as missing out on the pleasures of this world and living dreary lives and boring lives. That's what the world sees. But that's because the church has become passive. But when you pray for a sick person on the streets or you pray for someone who is an unbeliever and they get healed, let me tell you, something is going to snap in them. Something will change.
It is time for the church to arise and let the glory of the Lord come upon, upon you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, this can only happen in your life to begin with when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You'll not be able, you won't be able to flow in the authority of Christ unless he is your Lord and Savior. And perhaps you've been watching this message and you, you're saying to yourself, but I want this in my life. I want to be able to flow in this authority. I want to be able to be set free in my own lives from the afflictions and the oppressions that I'm experiencing right now. But my message to you is this, very simply, you need to bring Jesus into your life. It begins there. That's your first step. You know, Jesus, when he explained his ministry, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. That word means empowered me to bring good news to the poor. And then he goes on. You can read that, the book of Luke chapter 4. You can read that. And then he says, he describes his ministry and it's all to do with setting people free in every domain of their lives. Do you want freedom in your life? Do you want Jesus to set you free? Well, then you need to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Bible says, to all who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want that today, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Receive Jesus today. It's the best decision you could ever make. Every one of us have made that choice at some stage. I was 28 years old. And you know what? As a young man, sometimes a thought came, if I give my heart to Jesus, what kind of life am I going to have? Am I going to be a missionary sent in the darkest forests of Africa? But let me tell you, my testimony, so many years later, is exactly the opposite. I've led a full life because I have Jesus. Would you want that? Then pray this prayer from the heart. Close your eyes and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you, to you today as a sinner. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I ask that you come into my heart and give me a new heart of righteousness. Forgive me all my sins and cleanse me from my past. I renounce Satan and all works of darkness in my life and today I receive a gift of eternal life with you. I acknowledge and receive you as my Lord and Savior from this moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Simple prayer, but one of the most powerful transformations have just happened in your life. You are now being born again into the kingdom of God. And according to the word of God, you are now a child of God. Amen. 
I want to say to you, if you pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart, you will never be the same again. I would like you to just let us know. Click the button on your screen if you're watching on a live stream. Click the button that says, I'm a new believer. Send us a message or send us a message on the chat. Give us your name, your contact details. The reason is we want to contact you and help you with materials and counsel and just lead you and guide you as you take your first step as a Christian. But I just want the Bible, the Bible tells us that there's rejoicing in heaven for one person who comes to Jesus. And we rejoice with you today. Amen. Great, great decision. Congratulations. Welcome to the household of God. Amen.